0: Hello, my name is Larry Dobrow. I'm the executive editor of MM&M, and and i am pleased to welcome you to a sponsored podcast with GCI Health. And we are extremely fortunate today to have Sherry Goldberg, who is the president of North America of GCI Health, with us. Uh, Sherry, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So you know, um, we were talking a little bit before we uh, hit record. But the first question we tend to ask on almost everything we do nowadays, whether it's a podcast or a webcast or just a simple interview for a story. The first question is, how are you? Um, How are you and yours? How is everybody at GCI Health weathering this fairly incredible stretch of last uh, 12 months or so?
1: Gosh, isn't it crazy to look back on and and realize how far we've come. You know, it has been, I'm doing okay and my family's doing fine and my kids are back in school full time as of this week. So any parent will recognize that's a huge milestone. Um, I continue to worry and care for those around me but I'm also so motivated to be in the healthcare space. It has been an incredible year for science and health and healthcare and medicine. Um, and that continues to be a bright spot and a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, though it's a constant reminder of where we are as a country. And I, I continue to think of where the rest of the world and parts of the world are, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's interesting you bring it up in that context, because what we're talking about today here a little bit is the, wor- the role of work-life balance in the agency world, and especially how it's changed amid everything that we've been dealing with. Um, you know, I guess in communications and PR, we talk about it a lot. But there's also a component that doesn't get talked about a lot, which is why clients should care and why they should seek out agency partners who place a high value on work-life balance. So uh, over the course of this conversation, we're gonna explore that a little bit and uh, everything that comes with it. Great. So I guess the first question is kind of the, kind of the setup question. It's you know when you talk about you know, your regular client, okay, you hire a communications agency, you're obviously looking for a team that is dedicated to the company and to a product. Um, At the same time, more than that, um, why should an agency's commitment to providing a positive work-life balance for its employees matter to the client?
1: Yeah, the way agency employees are treated and the importance of work-life balance has a direct effect on how and what they accomplish with their client. It's clear that in this business, our most valuable asset is people power. This means each person's ability to think, think strategically, their willingness to work hard, overcome challenges and work well with each other is their biggest asset. And so if we think about how people are a prime asset, what we need to do is keep them as leaders, our job is to keep them in the best shape, mentally, emotionally, and even physically, I would argue. Um, When I think about what keeps our employees motivated to keep achieving at the levels uh, that we really require, there's a lot that goes into it. And it won't come as a surprise to you, Larry, that there is a combination, I think, of work-life balance, of personal well-being, and also of job satisfaction that all go into the best people power. And so when employees, I think, are successful in both their professional and their personal lives, they can almost regenerate or sustain this enthusiasm and energy in, in ways that are necessary, versus this feeling torn in competing directions with personal and professional, and becoming overwhelmed and ultimately in this field burning out.
0: Absolutely, you know the way you phrase that. Um, you know, happier and healthier people necessarily are going to be better at their jobs. Um, I mean, it's it's common sense on a certain level. But here, here's a question why did it take the pandemic to shine a light on some of these issues? I mean, historically, there's always been this impression that, you know, the role of the agency is to work, 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 work. If a client decides, you know, he or she wants to speak at six in the morning, you do it. You know, if the client says, okay, let's do it on the weekend, you do it. Um, Why historically has it been this way, do you think?
1: Yeah, well, having a culture of work-life balance does not mean that our employees don't work hard. You know, As you said, the nature of our business, of this business definitely means all those things you said. It can mean late nights, can mean early mornings, weekends, Uh, pre-pandemic, sometimes it meant packing your bag and getting on a plane quickly. And it's important all the time that we're conveying to our teams and to our employees that you trust them as individuals to get their work done. This is something we've done for many, many years at GCI. Um, And part of that definitely is offering flexible models of work, you know, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. I anticipate, you know, there will be people who still wanna work from home full or part-time. People should be encouraged to take time off for important family events, for volunteer work. Um, No one should feel guilty for taking off for a medical need or even to support a child or a parent. But what we need to do is make agencies and our clients Understand that finding these higher levels of satisfaction and retention as a result of work life balance actually represents a competitive advantage. Um, competitive advantage for us as an agency and for them as clients getting the best possible work from their agencies. And it's this focus on productivity and differentiation from competitors that I think is incredibly important. And so, why did it take the pandemic? You know, we're all in the same boat now. Um, the same boat and a different boat in many ways. And it has gotten to the point where if we don't encourage each other to have balance, to step away, it won't happen. Our computers are feet away from us. (laughs) You know, it never ends, our, our blinking light. And it's interesting because... Um, I, I remember being frustrated by the commute for all those years. But what I miss about the commute is the difference in the space between your typical work day and your evening, you know, in that transition.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you I, know, I wish we were on video so you could have seen me nodding my head <laughs> very enthusiastically when you talked about work life balance as being a competitive differentiator for agencies. Um, I mean, I, I can guess where you're coming at this from, you know, based on your last answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, how can an agency foster that positive culture of work-life balance, but at the same time maintain that same level, that same high level of productivity um, for clients?
1: It's a good question. And I think that you have to live this, this model and pay attention to both the work and the life part of that model every step of the way. And you know, we've always focused on having this geographic flexibility for many years. Employees were able to work wherever they needed. And I do believe that having this firmly entrenched, authentic work-life balance model made it so much easier to pivot in this crisis situation. And this past year bore it out without a doubt. You know, In a, in a lot of ways, we were as best prepared as possible going into the crisis a year plus ago because we already had this model where um, value was placed on having it all to the best of our ability, how we can accommodate and motivate our team and our employees to manage their professional and their personal lives. And I think it's also important that as companies go through these changes, both in terms of the environment, but in terms of growth or maybe in some cases shrinkage It's important that this flexibility and empathy, which are part of our DNA at GCI, and I'm sure many others too, come through. And instead of getting just comfortable with this new way of working, we have to make sure that we are comfortable and confident, yet able to pivot and quickly address the new challenges that are going to come. They're gonna come whether there's a pandemic or whether we get three new clients and have to figure out a way to grow uh, methodically. And I think I would add to that, in addition to having benefits and benefits are always important, you know, there's less tangible benefits that are also really important. So we can't forget the team connectivity and the team bonding, but we also have to make sure that we are encouraging each other to take time away. And when we take vacation to really disconnect and recharge and take vacation, even if that vacation looks different now than it did two years ago.
0: Uh, here, here's a question for you based off that last answer. How has GCI Health communicated this? What was some of the initial outreach from you and the, others, the agency's other leaders at the very beginning of everything uh, saying, in essence, what you've told us here, uh, that you know, work-life balance is going to matter a lot while we're all home under this unusual and awful set of circumstances? Tell me about some of the initial steps that the company took.
1: We have always been very transparent and authentic in our internal communications. And some of that came at the very beginning with being honest that none of us knew what was to come. You know, we we were very clear that everyone needed to leave the office and hunker down at home for two weeks. And that might be more than two weeks, we don't know. But what we do know is that there are ways to connect to each other, there are ways that we need to adapt to support our clients, to support each other. You know, We put a lot of different kind of, I would say, guidelines in place to really foster that. So implementing rules around ways of working that might include not sending late-night emails to colleagues, you know, certainly, again, there's going to be time-sensitive information to share in this world. That said, there's a lot of information out there that we trade emails on that can wait to the next day, that can wait to working hours. So putting those rules or guidelines into place is a great idea. We also avoid internal meetings on Fridays whenever possible to clear our head, to give people a chance to do the work that needs to be done. I've heard of companies too, allowing paid time off or volunteer work, um, even coordinating volunteer days. We did that a lot. You know, in in pre pandemic, we focused on in person volunteer days where we always had programs throughout the year where in all of our offices around the country, our employees could get together, go out and make a difference and have an alternate version that they could do in the office. And in today's world, we have tried to pivot and come up with ways where we can still not just volunteer, but volunteer as a team, you know, recording stories and books for elementary age kids. We've coordinated other volunteer days and certainly made charitable donations as well, and not just just general charitable donations, but really looking to our team to what organizations are important to us and how do we rank those and, and how can we give both on the national and global and local levels that feels right to our team. Some of the other things I'd also focus on is offering mental health days to employees. We've also made the effort and the time and the space To have some really candid courageous conversations about difficult topics and to your point and to my earlier point we don't have to have all the answers but what we can do is provide the space and time for people to explore how they wish as an individual.
0: Was there a moment during the pandemic you know whether it was early on or you know a couple months in or even last week was there a moment when GCI Health kind of figured like all oh, right, you know we're starting we're starting to figure this out. You know we're seeing everybody rebound emotionally, mentally, intellectually, every other way. Um, if so, tell me about that process, how it kind of played out, and um, you know what you and the other leaders of the agency uh, were thinking when it happened.
1: Well, it is obviously a much evolving space, and I'm not sure if anyone has completely figured it out. And by the time this airs, I'm sure there'll be new challenges. But a couple things that I would I would point out. You know, it's interesting because at first we heard a lot of people, you know, a year plus ago talking about Zoom fatigue. But I recently actually read a study, I believe it was from um, Pew, that's saying that there is no evidence actually of widespread Zoom fatigue, which I found interesting. And this advent of these online you know, Zoom and Teams that really came to bear within weeks of us being home. Um, will be here to stay and I think that's great news. And I think what took us a little time to figure out is that balance between being on camera and off camera. At first we all went all the way one direction and every call was a video call and that is zapping. It's exhausting, and so we've gotten to a place where we take our clients' leads on external calls, and internal calls, we try to use thoughtfulness and guidance of when being on video would really make a, a significant difference or when we don't have to. So that's been one interesting experience. I think as we explore returning to office, it's gonna be another interesting journey. You know, in our fields, and a GCI in particular, we've always had that level of flexibility um, while balancing that flexibility with the aspect of being in client service. And I think we can do both. We've always done both as an agency and we'll continue to do that, but we'll have to figure it out. And it won't be a one size fits all because state by state, there might be different guidance and different regulations and different interests from each of our team members as well.
0: Which makes it uh, much harder to you know, start making the plans that everybody wants. Um, you know, There's this idea that like, okay, well, We're going to make a pronouncement right now that here is what we're going to do. Here's when we're going to do it. Not realizing that, you know, it's not like we're going to be doing this 100% on our own timetable. Outside factors will have probably just a little bit to do with it. So uh, to to that end, actually, um, this leads into another question I wanted to ask you. And it's about, you know, we have the vaccination process. It's moving apace with the vaccines available. Both the society and the economy slowly reopening. Um, how, how do you see the future for agencies in terms of work-life balance? Do you think employees are going to want to come back to an office? Are they going to want flexibility? Are they going to want basically one thing one week, one thing the next week? And as the leader of a large and well-regarded agency, um, have you thought about how this is going to be handled?
1: I think about it all day, and I think about it all night, for sure. <laughs> it's important that we continue to be what I would call people forward. And to your point, Larry, it's not a one size fits all. What works for one person may not work for, for another. And I think when, when people refer to work-life balance, there's this automatic association to parents and people with children. But it's really important that we meet all employees where, where it matters to them. And you know, for some people that does mean that they're a parent and they might need to get their kids to school or, or rely on childcare. And for other people it might mean that they're living with their parents and focused on care. And I would argue that for some people they wanna take their dog for a walk in the middle of the day. There are competing priorities and all of those are important to the life part of work-life balance. And so I do think we'll come back to our physical offices. I do think that all employees who want to be there for that kind of collaboration and camaraderie will do that. And I think those employees who want to work from their homes will support that as well wherever we can, knowing that at the end of the day, you know, we are, we are a client service industry. And so I agree, I think it will be a hybrid model and I don't believe that it needs to be black and white necessarily, but we need to have space, physical and otherwise, for that hybrid approach. It will one day mean that we have in-person meetings and travel again. You know, that's our industry, but I think we can surround that with supporting people as individuals and really focusing on where they want to work and how they're best going to work. Interestingly, I've gone into the office a couple times from a socialization standpoint and it's been great. It's so <laughs> nice to see colleagues in real life and you and I have found myself connecting in a way, it's much easier in three dimension versus two dimension, um, and I'm looking forward to to doing that. But it will have to be a balance between supporting those who want to remain remote and making sure we have a critical mass in the office for those people who want to go in, because the camaraderie and the collaboration is what is going to ultimately drive some people back in.
0: You know, as as much as you know, and I, I couldn't agree with that more. As as much as we say, like, well, you know, we're getting everything done. We need to get done from afar. At the same time, we had um, a cover shoot for an upcoming issue about two or three weeks ago. And within 30 minutes of about three or four of us being together, we had like half a year's worth of activities plotted out. this <laughs> so it's going to be this kind of explosion of creativity and productivity and, you know, probably be a lot of hugs along the way as well, you
1: know? I I agree. And that's, as agency leaders, one of our our opportunities and also, you know, a challenge to plot out what that looks like. How do we do it both safely and in a way to get the maximum collaboration and camaraderie? And we've done some really cool virtual events, I will say that. In fact, at the holidays, we did an all- you know, all market across the US virtual holiday party. And I think everyone was surprised. I I don't think anyone knew what they were in for, but it was amazing. And in a way it offered us something we'd never been able to do before, interconnectivity at a holiday party where we were all on video, we were broken out into cool different events. You know, we had caricatures and comedians and cocktail making classes and more. And so there is a positive to that. Um, but there is this huge positive to that in-person collaboration and energy that I suspect people are, are starting to crave a bit more and more.
0: To follow up on that, you know, we've talked a little bit about you know flex time. We've talked about remote working. Um, you mentioned earlier in the conversation mental health days, and you know so many of the other things that have proven such a bomb to people at GCI Health, people at Haymarket Media, everywhere else. Um, what what are some of the other ways? That agencies can enhance work-life balance, uh, ones that can help keep employees feeling motivated and valued.
1: There are definitely many other ways to foster work-life balance. You're right. I mentioned before the ways of working that we developed. You know, perhaps encouraging people not to send late-night emails or re- or weekend emails when not necessary, cutting back on in internal meetings on Fridays, um, and, and some of the volunteer support we've done. But during COVID, to your point, we also offered employees mental health days. We even had these, as I mentioned, these forums where people could talk and connect, virtual happy hours. One thing that I love that we did at GCI was launch our first Inspiration Week, where one employee in the US won a one week um, off to do something that really inspires them. And after all that 2020 has taught us, it's these activities, whether it's personal or professional, that really shape our lives and perspectives. And you know this inspiration week is really an opportunity to, I would say, combine it, take something that inspires you personally and do it, and know that you have the professional support of your colleagues and leaders.
0: And just got one last question for you. You know we've talked a little bit about the road forward. But um, one issue I wanted to address, when you think work-life balance automatically, you know, it's beyond childcare and parental issues, which are, you know, for understandable reasons, the first thing that many of us think about. Employees come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, How do we get work-life balance more expansively discussed? Um, What are some of the ways that in the future, you know, looking forward, that we can make sure that this is a conversation that's a whole conversation rather than one that just focuses on a small part? of a very big issue.
1: I actually just saw the study um, just the other week on work-life balance and something really stuck out. It said that researchers have called for a real expansion of this work-life balance concept to really focus on the second arm, the life part. And making sure that people realize that life is not confined to, as you said, the typical family role. And what I found this year is that, yes, we have employees who are parents. We also have employees who are single, who may be at an older demographic, who could be disabled, have different needs. You get the picture of how varying people's life and circumstances can be. And for everyone, health has been shown to be a high concern for employees across demographics. And so what companies can do is contribute towards gym memberships or exercise classes. This can go a long way for the physical benefits of exercise, but also for morale. We've done, uh, we used to do in-person quarterly exercise, optional exercise classes, and now we do them virtually. We also focus on making sure employees have ample time for doctor's appointments, certainly their COVID vaccines. I have found such joy in the number of calendar holds that my team and my employees are sending through saying shot number one, vaccine number two, and taking the time off to do that and realizing they are completely supported by their leaders, by their colleagues, by their clients to do so. There's a lot of examples, um, but there are ways to address this diverse workplace. And because of GCI, I really love that we're inspired by people. I also think giving back is an area uh, that's important and it's deeply ingrained in our culture. Um, but it also helps us place focus on things outside of work. And that's what's important. We can't be all work all the time. If we're going to be uh, people-centric, if we're going to have the best people in the industry, which is therefore best for our clients, we need to support everyone holistically. And so I'm proud. You know, Each year we have employees that donate time and materials and resources to dozens of nonprofits. Um, You know, we also pull through kind of environmental aspects, and I think this can be important for agencies too. There's Giving Tuesday. Um, This past year for Giving Tuesday, we partnered at GCI with Change for Kids to offer support and experience across New York City public schools, which is important. That's the one I mentioned before, where we read books and recorded them on video and contributed to a, a global digital resource library. But then there's other things that are, that we find are important to employees, Pride Month, Earth Day, all of these are important aspects um, that really drive home what work-life balance is and how it isn't the same for everyone.
0: I know know you said at the start of the conversation, Sherry, that nobody really has this figured out and I'm sure that's the truth, but uh, GCI Health sure seems like it's uh, well on the way to getting there. Uh, I can't thank you enough for sharing all this with us. It was uh, eye-opening and what I'd like to do is discuss again in six months and nine months to see, uh, you know, once we are back in some kind of a hybrid model and everything is quote unquote normal, uh, how we're feeling about it, um, you know, kind of a look back what worked and, you know, look forward to the future work.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I look forward to doing that. And I'm, I'm hopeful of what the six month and nine month mark will will have for GCI and, and for our industry and for our clients and certainly, uh, for the country.
0: Sherry Goldberg, the president of North America of GCI Health. Sherry, can't thank you enough for joining us here today. Thanks and for having me. Absolutely. And this was the MMM podcast. Many thanks for listening and come back soon. Be well.